What's going on, thinkers? Welcome back to Thoughts by the Vildiata Podcast, man. Hope you guys had a great weekend. Mine was pretty average. My weekends are getting boringer and boringer as they go, man. Like, I really didn't do much of nothing. I binge watch a bunch of movies. I watched uh, Aladdin, the new, the new one. I watched Toy Story 4. I watched uh, what's that? Uh, the Lion King, the, the live action one. And <laughs> it's funny because I had a, I forgot all about Disney Plus. I went down a rabbit hole on Disney Plus, but I had forgot all about it. Um, after the Mandalorian went out, because other than like the National Geographic part or whatever, it's not really a lot of stuff on there I want to see. It's a, that Marvel movies, um, and a movie here or there. Uh, but yeah, so I forgot all about it, and I have a whole year's free subscription from uh, Verizon. But that's mm, neither there. And I know I'm late on watching these movies too. But um, I kind of hold off on these kind of movies, due to the fact that my daughter lives in California. You know, I save them for things for us to do when she comes back to visit. Matter of fact, she'll be back in a couple weeks. She'll be back next month she'll be back for a couple weeks and I kind of save up those type of movies so we can do movie nights we can do um uh, you know go to the movies and stuff like that but uh I wasn't after all that tour story I enjoyed it Woody got on my damn nerves though saved the world Woody got on my nerves he was just doing too much to me man he was doing way too much he was going through a mid toy crisis out there, you know, trying to find his purpose. I understood it, though, as a functioning adult. I understood, you know, going through the, that time because, you know, his purpose as a toy was to basically bring joy to his kid. But then, you know, he wasn't with Andy no more, and the other kid didn't. Yeah, I'm not going to get into it. I enjoyed Toy Story. Aladdin didn't care for much. Uh, it was really Will Smith as the genie that I didn't really care for it. Not because it was Will Smith as the genie. Will Smith is an amazing actor. And he did a great job as the genie. I just didn't, I wasn't digging it. It just, <laughs> you know how sometimes a character just ain't for you. I couldn't, I didn't connect. Didn't connect with him. I connected more with Woody. Pause. Than I did with the Will Smith character of the genie. Uh, Lion King. I thought Lion King was awesome. They tweaked the story a little bit, but it was still a great movie. I still like the original one better, but you know, that's come from a certain place in my childhood. Uh, both are great movies, though. Both of those are great movies. Either or. Um, I believe that if, some, if you took someone who had never seen the original version of Lion King and showed them that version, they'd be just as, um, they'd enjoy it just as much. And it would be put on that same level as we put the original, but that's enough about that. What else we got? <clears throat> Uh, over the weekend, I talked to Joyce Miller, a.k.a. the Waste Bee Queen. Got that episode coming up for you guys Wednesday. 
Um, if you remember when she came through the last time, we talked about her business. We mostly focused on her business of selling the waste bees and how she creates them and how she got into it. This time she comes back and she gives us a little deeper into the spiritual aspect of the of the bees, the waste bees and the diffuser bees. Some people, to some people, it's just fashion, a fashion accessory. To some people, it is a weight loss tool and to some people it holds a little deeper meaning getting involved into chakras and, and things like that and we get a little bit more into that i think y'all are really going to enjoy that one and if you haven't go back and listen to the interview i did with starla car last week she's our author minister um part of the lgbtq plus community uh, she was a rapper she has a very interesting story and we are focusing this time on her poetry, talking about her poetry. She wrote a book called Is God a She? And the poetry is awesome. She has this one called um, Prepackaged. My Religion Came Prepackaged. Dope. Dope. Listen. Definitely go. Well, not listen. Read. It was a dope read. But definitely check her out on Amazon and everywhere that you can find books. And definitely check out that episode. So now let's dig into the day got a couple things that people ask me about um first Joaquin is his name Joaquin Phoenix or Joaquin Phoenix Joaquin Phoenix played the Joker someone asked me what do I think about him winning best actor at the Oscars ah uh, uh I don't know I don't watch the Oscars I literally have never watched the Oscars in my whole entire life never felt the need to never felt the want to sit around and watch people get awards every once in a while i'll watch like a musical award show bt awards or whatever whatever musical awards because you know it's a lot of hot performances different artists are there but yeah i don't want to sit around and watch uh the oscars i don't even know who hosts it you know yeah the host is usually some comedian and that's kind of the entertainment keep the ball rolling but whatever best actor uh, I guess, I mean, I don't know Joker was a good movie I enjoyed it And anytime Where somebody plays a character Where they have to delve Into the deeper, darker, emotional side of things Like the Joker They usually Win something for it They usually get high accolades For playing those kind of characters And playing those kind of characters Convincingly I'm not gonna say I mean, there's a lot of great actors out there There's a lot of great movies that came out there not gonna say he didn't deserve it, but I don't really know how best. I don't know. I don't know, man, because then you have to actually go through your archive of movies that you um, that you've seen and really try to try try to judge the acting in it. When I wasn't really paying it. Listen, I don't really pay attention to the acting like that unless it's bad. You only really notice bad acting in my opinion because if you're watching a movie and you have time to sit there and critique the acting that's going on you're not into the movie i watch them i don't watch i'm not a movie critic so i'm not watching movies to dissect them unless they're bad <laughs> if a bad when i'm enjoying the movie i'm into the movie i'm not like uh you know i know it was a good movie i know he did a good job acting because i enjoyed the movie but best actor i don't know i don't, I don't know that's what I think about that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Next uh, question that they dropped on me. 
was uh what does Deville think about the whole situation with uh what's her name Gail King speaking on Kobe Bryant that's been making a whole lot of headlines lately if you don't know um <laughs> you gotta know but if you don't know because some people are listening from other countries uh Gail King did an interview with Lisa Leslie former WNBA player Lisa Leslie in which she asked her about Kobe Bryant's rape allegations Lisa Leslie basically said that you know she didn't with the tarnishes legacy she basically said you know bigged up Kobe and said that she didn't the Kobe Bryant that she didn't that she knew wouldn't do anything like that and uh Gail kind of pushed like ah oh, well he wouldn't show you that side of him now would he now that that is a interrogation slash interview technique to where you're kind of it's called rationalization so she's rational at that point she's rationalizing with her to try to push an answer to get a hot take she wants her to say well no he wouldn't show me that side of him which gives the uh, uh um, how do you say which gives the indication that maybe there he did have that side to him See what I'm saying? But that's neither here nor there. We can dig, we can dig and go down that rabbit hole a little bit after I uh, tell you what I think about it. So, there's different parts to this answer. First of all, was it out of line? Is the first thing we have to deal with. I do know. Let's not even start there. Let's start with was it a legit question? Yes. This is a legit question. Will those allegations turn us his legacy because they are a part of his story? If they ever make a Kobe Bryant movie, documentaries, when they discuss Kobe Bryant's life, this is going to be brought up. The allegations, which were all they turned out to be, were allegations because the charges were dropped. Uh, the story was kind of wild. If you don't remember, the accuser, when they went to get the rape kit, they found like pubic hairs from a whole nother guy and senior from a whole nother guy there was a whole bunch of stuff going on and it was um uh, uh um basically they threw the case out i guess it wasn't enough as evidence it was an, it was what do you say what do you say not probable cause reasonable doubt it was enough it was enough there to bring reasonable doubt they dropped the case so yeah it is a legit question you can ask that question because it is part of of you know his life but I think that you don't ask that question to his friend this is not like you just asking some random sports analyst or a disc jockey or whatever Lisa Leslie was a friend of Kobe so you're asking a friend of this man while she's in mourning for this man a question basically that's just bringing up the, the dark side while everybody else is celebrating and honoring this man you bring up the asterisk on his uh of his life you know it's been like 15 or more years since that happened and like she said when Lisa Leslie said when she responded you had 15 years to ask Kobe Bryant that why didn't you ask him so yeah it was a legit question was it an appropriate question no not for the time being that this man has just passed, you know what I mean, it is, it, you gotta let, wait a little bit, wait a little bit, it was too soon, 
It was a question that was asked too soon. People, it's still fresh. People are still grieving. Shoot, when you watch basketball, there's places, different teams are still doing things to honor him right now to this day. You know what I mean? And y'all are still, and you're just going to dig that up already. Already, man. That That's wild right there. I do think it was inappropriate. So next, does she deserve the kickback that she's getting from asking that question? So, since the interview aired, um, people have really, it's, it's a long interview. That wasn't the only question that she asked him, but that is the main clip that is being circulated by the media outlet that she works for on YouTube, Instagram, it's everywhere. You guys had to see it, you probably seen it already. Uh, Oprah made a comment saying that she's not doing well. She's been getting death threats, she's getting bashed. Um, I know Snoop Dogg called her like a dog face bitch or something like that. 50 Cent had some stuff to say about it. A lot of people had something to say about it. And it's this old saying that I was once told that once you open the floodgate, you have to be prepared for the backwash. You know, when you open up the flood and all the water goes rushing out, eventually it's gonna get to a point where the water's gonna come rushing back at you. Now, does she deserve death threats over this? No. I don't believe she deserved death for death threats over asking a question. I don't really think anybody would deserve a death threat for asking asking. Oof. Remix. I don't think anybody deserves a death threat for asking a question. But you can't control how people react. That's something that you have to say. You have to understand. Um, in this great country that we live in where freedom of speech is a thing, you can say anything and everything that you want to whenever you want to one thing that we have to stay conscious of is that sometimes there's consequences and repercussions behind it and everybody doesn't react the same so you know you're, you're talking about a man who was loved by millions if not billions of people look this is so deep that there is a chic chic a chic temple over in india that did a whole ceremony prayers for Kobe Bryant while everybody was wearing Kobe Bryant jerseys. This man was loved by millions of people. He has a whole lot of friends uh, and so when you start digging up stuff like that, it it stirs people up because people, it's fresh, like I said, it's fresh. People are still dealing with it. If this had been a year down the road, two years down the road and she asked that same question, I doubt that there would have been the same reaction. People probably would have been like, oh, that's messed up that she asked that, but I doubt that people would just be jumping out the window about it uh, the way they are now. So, uh, no, I don't think she deserves death threats, though. But you can't control how people react, man. You can't control. Just imagine if it was your, for those of y'all that are, that are backing her, I'm not saying don't back her or do back her, do whatever the hell you want. Um, but for people, there there are people out there that are showing her mad support because they're like, you're just doing your job, you know. People have to understand, and this is true. She was doing her job as an investigative journalist. I think she's an investigative. As a journalist, she was doing her job. She was asking questions. I'm pretty sure she had some control over the question that she asked, though. And she did have the opportunity. I'm 100% sure that she had the, the, the ability to say, I'm not asking this question, you understand what I'm saying? But she chose to do it. Why? It's a hot take. 
She thought it was going to be a hot take. She thought it was going to get people on her side. She thought it was going to get people. It, it did what it was supposed to do. It went viral. It stirred people up, but not in the way that she wanted. Now, there are some people out there that, uh, you know, the Peppermint Committee, who are just, uh, just unforgiving or anything. The people that have never done anything wrong in their life. And if you've ever, if you've ever been accused of doing anything wrong in your life, then you are condemned to suffer and live with that accusation for the rest of your life. You know what I mean? They they feel like there's no problem. There was even a, a comedian, I don't know his name, and he made a joke about um, something like it was a great day or today a rapist died or something like that, and he caught hell behind that. Man, you can't play with it. Imagine, think of it like this. Imagine if your father, your brother, you know, even somebody close to you, your friend, your childhood friend, somebody you grew up, grew up with had just passed. And then a week or two later, you're sitting around talking to somebody about the guy and they bring up, you know, something that allegedly happened that was dismissed years ago. It's probably going to piss you off. And then as far as for Oprah saying that, you know, Gail isn't okay. Hell, how does, how's Vanessa doing? And how, how's Kobe's other children doing? How's Kobe's family doing? And how's Kobe's f- close friends doing? I'm pretty sure they're not doing okay either, man. That's, that's something that we have to think about. Even myself included as a podcaster, when I get on this microphone and this mic goes hot, I have to be conscious of things that I say, things that I, I ask people, you know, because you got to be ready to deal with whatever comes with that. I don't know how people are going to react. People could react negatively to this. I've had times where um, I was, <laughs> one of my most memorable things was uh, I was speaking on the Tulsa, Oklahoma bombing. And I called them, I called the people who did the bombing domestic terrorists. And my numbers of listeners dropped dramatically after I said that. But what the hell else you going to call you know, what else are you going to call them? You blew up a whole city? Terrorist. That's terrorist activity. But you have to be conscious and you have to be aware of how you're moving out here, man. And you have to be ready to deal with whatever comes from it. Oprah's been in the hot seat too lately, too. But, you know, either or. That's pretty much what I think about it. Because y'all didn't come in for that, did you? Maybe you did. But maybe you came in for some discipline. If that's what you got, came for, relax. I'm going to give you some. As you maneuver through this world, you're trying to make a name for yourself. You're trying to get that promotion. You're trying to get that scholarship. You're trying to win over that girl, that guy, you know, to make your life a little better, to make your legacy a little bit, to make that story a little bit better to tell. You have to be disciplined enough to know when to stick your neck out and when not to. There's appropriate times to do it and there's times not to. Some things are just in bad taste. Some things you should not do just out of respect. You have to be disciplined enough to know when you stop, when you're going too far, and when you're sacrificing your own integrity for a hot take. You can be the person that sacrifices your integrity for a hot take or not. The choice is yours. The choice is up to you, man. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, yeah, man. Look, I thought about this. Over the weekend, because I saw a lot of people, man. A lot of people, or heard rather, a lot of people, man. I noticed 
as a creator, this is a public service announcement. As a creator, the last thing on your mind should be what somebody else is creating. I've seen a lot of people in the podcasting community that are just way too focused on what other people are doing, what mics they're using, what cameras they're using, what hosting app they're using. Get over yourself, buddy. Most of us out here aren't, you know, in in that top, probably even the top 500 podcasts of the <laughs> in the world, or even in the country, or maybe not even in the state that we live in. So relax, man. Let people enjoy things. Let people do things. Be disciplined enough to worry about yourself. There's a this video that I saw years ago, and I keep resharing it, resharing it, resharing it. Um, every time I see it, every time it pops into my memories on Facebook, there's a little girl. She's probably three, four years old, something like that, in the back seat, and she's trying to put a seatbelt on. And her dad sitting up front, and he looks back, and he's recording, and he says, Hey, do you want me to help you? And she's like, No, no, thank you. And he's like, um, What do you want me to do? You know what? <laughs> you know what, Youngin told him? Worry about yourself. <laughs> you worry about, <laughs> I'm going to do this, and you worry about yourself. That's what you need to do. When you get up in the morning, before you start your day, before you walk out of that door, go get you a cup out of the cabinet, sit it on there, fill it up with a nice, tall drink of minding your own damn business and worrying about yourself on the side, and you take that for breakfast, and you walk around with it for the rest of your day, and I guarantee you're going to have a great and amazing day. Thank y'all for tuning in to the Build Di Thoughts by the Build Di Podcast. Remember to go back and check out that interview I did with Starla Carr about her book, This God and She. Make sure you tune in Wednesday where we got Joyce Miller, the Waste Bead Queen. You definitely want to jump on some of these Waste Beads. Go over to her IG. I don't remember it right now, <laughs> to be 100% honest with you. But if you go over to my Instagram, D-B-I-L-L-E underscore D-I, I do have pictures of the beads up there where she's tagged in. So you can jump on there and, um, you know, find her and buy some product from her. That'd be awesome. And in closing, remember to be the reason somebody's motivated and masturbated today because either way, you made a difference, my friend. Thank you all for tuning in to the VLDI Thoughts by the VLDI Podcast. I love you, and I'm out of here. Peace.